Volcanoes, earthquakes, glaciers, and tsunamis, all a part of Alaska's geology. The truth and history about Mother Nature's natural hazards explained on The Fault in the Facts with Michaela Clark. Welcome to The Fault in the Facts. I'm Michaela Clark. Here we talk about the truth and history of Mother Nature and explain her natural hazards. Today we'll be talking about earthquakes and whether they can be predicted. Earlier I talked with Natalia Rupert with the Alaska Earthquake Center. You're a senior scientist with the Alaska Earthquake Center. What's the primary goal of your job? I'm a seismologist by training right now. Um, I'm involved in um, various projects across the organization. Um, help to manage projects, uh, coordinating our communications with stakeholders, uh, also helping with some data analysis with the uh, earthquake analysis. And what's the answer to the question, can scientists predict earthquakes? It's a complicated question and it has a complicated answer. Um, first of all, maybe different people think, have different op opinions about what, what does it mean to predict, predict an earthquake? For someone, it means exact time, exact location, and exact magnitude of an earthquake. Um, if, uh, if that's the prediction we are uh, trying to answer, then the answer is no. Uh, right now, scientists cannot predict exactly location, time, and magnitude of an earthquake. However, um, do we really want to know like magnitude, location, uh, and timing of an earthquake, um, is it really what we are after? Because um, a magnitude eight earthquake, which is thousand miles away from me is not gonna be as significant as a magnitude five earthquake, which are, um, for example, right under my house. So what we are trying to understand and predict the strength of the ground motion that can, um, affect a certain area at certain time. Um, and this is what scientists have been working towards for many years. And um, this is uh, what is called uh, probability of uh, certain uh, ground shaking, intensity of ground shaking in a certain area over a certain period of time. And this is similar to um, weather forecast. For example, a meteorologist can say that tomorrow we have a 60% chance of uh, showers. And people are very familiar with this concept. And the same for seismologists. What we are trying to do, we are trying to say that in this region, there is a certain probability within a certain time period of a certain uh, strength of ground shaking. And this is something that engineers understand. And uh, maybe uh, public still doesn't understand it as uh, clearly as scientists, as in, in engineers, but this is something that we can uh, work towards. What are scientists doing right now to get closer to being able to predict those earthquakes? First of all, we need to know history of earthquakes in a certain region. For example, if we know history of earthquakes and faults, where are the faults? So geologists um, have been working for a long time mapping all the active uh, faults in the crust. And this tells us where the potential for earthquakes uh, can come from. 
And also from history, past history of earthquakes, if we know that um, this region was affected by a major earthquake 500 years ago, and then 1,000 years ago, and then 2,000 years ago, we can uh, forecast that most likely uh, that the same region will experience similar earthquake uh, 500 years from now. So this is something that seismologists and scientists can tell the long-term forecast of um, certain earthquakes in uh, tectonically active regions. Okay, and I'd like to give kind of a bonus question. Can dogs predict earthquakes? That's been a question I've gotten multiple times and I'd like to hear from you. Unfortunately, dogs cannot predict earthquakes. They can feel ground shaking and dogs are much more sensitive to probably ground shaking than humans are. So when there is an earthquake and uh, seismic waves travel away from the earthquake source, the first waves that arrive there um, small and they don't produce strong ground shaking. And this is what dogs may feel. And then when the stronger secondary seismic waves arrive, this is what humans feel. So there is maybe a little bit of delay between what your dog feels, very small ground shaking that uh, humans are not susceptible to. And uh, so that gives you, it's gives you kind of an earthquake early warning in a sense that your dog may alert you to stronger ground shaking a few seconds before you feel it. Thank you for taking the time to answer these questions for me and our viewers. You're welcome. Rupert says exact earthquake prediction may be available in the future, but the physics is very complicated. Right now, though, we have an earthquake early warning system on some parts of the United States West Coast. It's the closest thing we have to prediction. It's only a few years old, and it's called Shake Alert. Depending on where you are when the Earth starts shaking, you may get a few seconds warning before the shaking hits you. Robert DeGroote, who is a California scientist and has a hand in the project, came to Alaska to work with some kids with the Alaska Native Science and Engineering Program. We need really smart people like you to go out there and to discover new things. Inspiring the next generation of scientists. Some of you may be involved someday in the building of Alaska's earthquake early warning system or you may be involved in something else. This California scientist is taking the lead in expanding the shake alert system. But you play a role, you're important. You are the solution to a lot of our most important problems. He's teaching children about seismology and the earthquake early warning system. He compared it to thunder and lightning. Think of your eyes as detectors. That light comes in and you say, oh, thunder is coming. This is what earthquake alert warning does detects that first seismic wave and saying more shaking is coming. And so basically what your eyes do and what you expect to hear after a few seconds, depending on how far you're away from the lightning bolt, the shake alert system does the same thing. Shake alert sends a notification to people's phones to let them know there's a quake. Depending on where someone is relative to the epicenter, it could give them a moment to act. And that's really what shake alert is, is detecting that earthquake as soon as it reaches the surface and then being able to use that information to keep people safe. When a quake is detected, the system automatically sends information to other agencies. They take that information and use that to slow down the trains, to get the alerts out to cell phones, to open the firehouse door, to turn off the valves. It isn't prediction, but instead an early warning. There's no prediction involved, it's just super fast technology that's able to pick up that information really quickly, 
identify what it is, make sure that it really is what it is, and then get the information out as quickly as possible. ShakeAlert is operational in California, Oregon, and Washington, but not yet in Alaska. It's important to have the system in Alaska, just like it is in the other parts of the world, is that there's this opportunity. We now have the ability to detect earthquakes very quickly and to move that information along so that we can keep people safe. There's no timeline for when or if it could come to Alaska, but scientists are taking the first step to see if the system would be feasible here. Shake Alert is not the only solution. If earthquake early warning comes to Alaska, it's just going to be one of the additional tools that people already have. If they feel shaking, they should know to drop cover and hold on. He says Shakler is just another piece of the larger puzzle in keeping people safe when earthquakes happen. The effort to get Shakler in Alaska is in the initial stages of the feasibility study. But this show is called The Fault in the Facts, and I'd like to end with a fact about a fault. Natalia Rupert spoke about the Denali Fault and how it doesn't just belong to Alaska. It starts in Alaska, in southeast Alaska, and then it actually crosses the Canada, um, Yukon territories, and then it uh, comes back into uh, interior Alaska and and terminates somewhere in southwest Alaska. So it actually goes through, it's an international fault. It goes through United States and Canada. Thank you for tuning into this episode of The Fault in the Facts. It's a monthly segment right here on Alaska's news source digital platforms. And if you have any questions or misconceptions about Mother Nature that you want answered, send us an email at streamingnews at ktuu.com.